Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Right, so we've been, we've been looking um, over the past few weeks at just building ourselves up in our faith. That's why we come together as a community on a Sunday. Because we love one another. And that's how the world knows we connected to him. And we are his disciples. But also we share a common vision that we want to see the world hear the good news. That's why we're part of this collective group, our local church. And then also it's a place where our faith gets built up. Because if you know it or not, we live by faith and not by sight. We fix our eyes on the things that are not seen, not on the things that are seen. Because the unseen is eternal. The seen is temporary. And we continually get bombarded from Monday to Saturday and Friday, Sunday with what's going on. And it's bombarding our senses, what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we touch, taste. And our spirit man needs to live by faith. That is what pleases God because it's through people of faith that he can extend his kingdom purposes on earth. God is a faith God. And we need our faith built up. And I hope this morning as we continue, you will open up your spirit and your heart to have your faith built. So Lord, I ask this morning for just an impartation of, of building faith in our lives today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So we looked at uh, Joshua last week, and we, we looked at this passage of Scripture. Scripture coming up soon. Any minute, passage of Scripture coming up. That's my faith talking. Standing firm in the gospel and the, the scripture that is going to come up, but it's not listening to this thing for some reason. That the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then it will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So we see God wants us to prosper and have good success. And we saw that Joshua's book of the law was the Pentateuch. And it wasn't just the law of Moses. The gospel was announced to Abraham. The Abrahamic covenant was the ground spring, if you like, of God's eternal purpose through the gospel. But because he was a man of faith, he could operate at that level. And circumcision was a sign because for his children's 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 children, anyone born to him were included in that covenant. And every time... They, they had circumcision in, in the family. They, they were endorsing the fact that they had come into the Abrahamic covenant. Now, years later, after they left Egypt, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, through Egypt, God raised up Moses, and they were still under the Abrahamic covenant. And in the Abrahamic covenant, they enjoyed a, a, a fruitful, blessed life under Moses, even though they grumbled and complained and moaned. But when they asked that Moses would represent them, they didn't want to walk by faith. They wanted Moses to walk by faith. And 
They wanted to just get things to be told what to do. The, the Mosaic Covenant came in, and it wasn't a faith covenant. It was a, if you do these things, you'll be blessed covenant. Not if you believe these things, you'll be blessed like Abraham. So we looked at all of that last week, and we come to the conclusion that Abraham didn't just, in the book of the law, didn't just have the Mosaic Covenant. He was a man of faith. He's listed as a man of faith. When he went into the land, he, unlike the ten spies who said we can't take it, him and Caleb said we can take it. Because he knew who his God was. You see, God's covenant was always to reflect the nature of God, that he was compassionate and kind and good. And he wanted a faith relationship with the people of his, of his creation. But if they couldn't do that, then they came under this law of do's and don'ts and let someone else represent them. And all they could do is make their little sacrifices once a week to cover over their sins, make sure on the Day of Atonement the nation was covered because God loved the nation and He was preserving the nation and He wanted to separate them from the heathen nation. So He, in love, gave them the law because that's all they could handle. But His perfect plan was that they lived by faith. And it was... Abraham, the man of faith, that pleased God. And because of that faith, came into right standing with God. And based on that, his descendants would be blessed and prosper. And, and Joshua understood this when this was pronounced over him. That he must meditate on this. He must fill his mind with it. He must saturate it. He must percolate it. Because when he does, it'll make sure that he walks in God's prosperity which is having your needs met and being able to be a blessing to others and good success. Say good success. Not just success, good success. That was the promise given through the Abrahamic covenant that now because Jesus is the seed that we've been born again into and become new creations, we receive the benefits of that covenant. The Bible is one book. Those 66 books we hold in the uh, Genesis to Revelations are a, a download of a complete revelation that we are to meditate on, but not on just one little legalistic covenant. Let me tell you, as I was studying this and praying this, I felt the Lord say to me, don't think the Galatians were the first people to mix up the co old covenant and the new covenant. And that's, uh, wow, I've never seen that before. As a nation, they only saw the Mosaic Covenant. And they, if they were, if they, at least, if they were uh, uh, circumcised and they kept the Sabbath and they gave their tithe, then they would be blessed. But they only saw the Mosaic Covenant. They didn't see that the God behind the Mosaic Covenant wanted them to live by faith. Faith in what? His goodness. His compassion, His grace. God has always been a grace God. He didn't come into the New Testament and suddenly become a Christian. God's always been a Christian. <laughs> Created in Christ before the foundations of the earth. That's how far grace goes back. The Mosaic Covenant was just a temporary covenant for a people who didn't want to live by faith, who wanted someone else to represent them and be told what to do and not to do. That's what they were given because they didn't know how to live by faith. But we don't live by that covenant. Okay, now I'm preaching last week's sermon. Sorry, I must move on now. So the main word we got here is we must meditate on it. So we're gonna, the title today is Standing Firm 
in the gospel. Standing firm in the gospel. It's something we've got to meditate. Right. So let's, is this thing not going to work today, Stevie? So, um, at your mercy. On a Sabbath, say on a Sabbath, (laughs) Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who'd been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. She needed to be unlocked. eh? Verse 12. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. What did she have to do to get that? She just had to be there. She just had to say thank you. Verse 13. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue rulers said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. Now there's a few sermons right there. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Wow. Can you see it, church? We can stand up and pray and go home now because I'm sure you got it. They were seeing the woman through the, the Pharisees were seeing the woman through the lens of the Mosaic Covenant. And all they could hear was, it's on the Sabbath. Scandal. Jesus is looking through a different lens. It's called the Abrahamic Covenant lens. And he says, glory be, this woman who was bound by Satan has now been set free because that is the promise to Abraham, and to his descendants. But you see, a religious spirit can never be happy when things don't happen their religious way. Hello? They would rather have someone else represent them because then there's no responsibility on them. They'd rather just be told what to do and not to do because then they can measure themselves against an external criteria. But living by faith is a whole different subject. It means you get up in the morning and say, what I'm getting today, I'm getting not because I deserve it, because Jesus deserved it, and I'm getting what Jesus deserved and not what I deserve, because if I got what I deserved, I would have been written off a long time ago, but I'm getting what the perfect Son of God got, because He was born of Abraham as the seed. Jesus walked in the faith. Of Abraham, his forefather. Jesus was circumcised and went through the Mosaic legalistic system faultless without committing one sin. The only perfect man not to commit one sin. 
He fulfilled the Mosaic law, came out the other side, and on the cross he said it's finished because his faith reached out to you, my friend. His faith reached out to me. His faith reached out to all those who would put their faith in him and say, I'm not going to rely on my religious system of do's and don'ts. I'm not going to rely on a religious system of working through a high priest. I am going straight to the head, and his name is Jesus, and he covers all my sins. I've been born again in him. He is the new seed. You see, Jesus looks past the limitations of her gender. That was the first thing. She was a woman. And we've got many examples of that in the Gospels. He looks past her social economics. He looks past her current situation. And he sees her as a daughter of Abraham. He sees the covenant of Abraham. And in the same way, God now doesn't see you through the eyes of your current situation. He doesn't see you through the eyes of your social economic, your race, your limitations, your background. When God looks at you, he doesn't see any of those limitations. What he sees for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, who have identified in his death and burial, is that they have been resurrected in the Son. It's no longer they who live, but Christ who's living inside of them. Can you believe that God in the Abrahamic covenant made a covenant with Abraham when Abraham was asleep? So it wasn't even with Abraham, it was with himself. And he said, I will fulfill this. And when he put, when the lamb was caught in the thicket, the scripture says Jesus was the lamb of God created, uh, crucified from the foundations of the earth. Jesus was the spotless Lamb of God. Everything else was a type. It was a picture. It was a shadow of the true. But the Abrahamic covenant was a true covenant. And when God said, on the cross as a man, it is finished, he wasn't doing away with the Abrahamic covenant. He was coming to fulfill it. But the Mosaic interim law was done away with. It's obsolete. It's inferior to the new covenant. And when he said it is finished, the fulfillment of the Abraham covenant was put into effect so that now he can relate to you based on what Jesus did and the covenant he made with Jesus and not a covenant he makes with you because you will fail. You will have shortcomings. You will not fulfill it perfectly. And here's the thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is really important, I think, is that God doesn't just pretend you are righteous. Like he's got these uh, grandfather glasses he puts on and goes, I just think you're righteous. You know, like, like the Protestant in a, in a Catholic village on a Friday night cooking steak when all his neighbors are cooking fish and he just sprinkles the steak and he goes, you are a fish, you are a fish, you are a fish. No, no, God doesn't just pretend you're a fish. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just positionally righteous. Like, like God, you know, like kind of turns his face away from me and he, he kind of, you know, just positionally he relates to me as if I'm righteous. No, God actually sees the covenant Jesus inside you. The same spirit that was in Jesus. He who is one spirit with the, he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. In this world, we are like him. In him we live and have our being. God is not just relating on a positional, symbolic sense. God is relating to you because the Spirit of Jesus is in you, and He has declared, you are my righteousness. You are in right standing with me. You can come boldly into the throne room. 
daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had kept bound. Religion would have kept her bound because it will always find a reason why she was not good enough. It will always find a reason why you can't do it on the Sabbath. You can't do it because you haven't done this and you haven't done that. Jesus comes. I, t- I, t- I think Jesus woke up every day and he said, oh, yes. I've only got three years, but ooh, I'm going to enjoy this today. Because there's, there's sickness out there and, and, there, and there's religion out there. And I'm going to go and clap them both. Spitless. Not a, never found a demon Jesus enjoyed hanging out with. Never found a religious spirit that Jesus hang out with. What we got to meditate on? What have we got to? Me- what is the message of this book? Of the crimson thread of the seed in the beginning going through to the end, is that. God no longer relates to us based on our performance, but he relates to us based on Christ's performance. If we don't get that in the gospel, we're not getting the gospel. The, the Jewish nation mixed up the covenants of the, tent, of the Pentateuch, and the Galatians mixed up the, the covenants because they had the Judaizers coming in and trying to put Mosaic laws on them. And the church hasn't gone much further in general, I'm not specifically, but there is still this belief that God can only bless me because of what I do. He can only heal someone if, 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 if they do it this way. If, when we come to realize that God relates to us perfectly on our faith in Jesus, that he can do anything in your life he wants to, now, that doesn't mean you go around and be stupid. I mean, I don't have to qualify that, please. I'm just trying to shift away from that and move into, you know, this week I've been walking around just going, wow, God, I'm just, I'm enjoying a measure of blessing and favor in my life, and I know it's got nothing to do with me. I want to meditate on your goodness, Lord. I want to meditate on your kindness and your long your, 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 what's that word? I want to just meditate on your long suffering and your, and your generosity, God. I want, I want to meditate on all that's good about you. Because it doesn't matter how much I do that, I can never do it enough. Meditate on these things. Meditate on the fact that Jesus got what you deserved so that you, can get what only he deserved. Meditate. That's at the essence of what Jesus is doing in the story. He looks at you and he says, son of the covenant, daughter of the covenant, whom Satan has kept bound. Not what society or psychology or... But the devil is out to bring people into bondage. That's, that's his job description. That's why it's exciting what we heard this morning about those going to the healing school on the Saturdays because we've got to have our faith raised in this area of believing God for the supernatural and the miraculous. And, but it's always, it's always anchored. It's always anchored in the knowledge of the superior covenant. I'm surprised I go around and I talk to people 
10 years later after coming into a wonderful revelation of grace, I still go around talking to people, and I can just hear, yes, they're good people. And, and it's not a judgment. There's no feeling of patronizing or superiority. But, but I feel humbled by it because maybe, maybe we've strayed too long from just teaching the simplicity of the gospel to build up. You see, your faith rests on the word of Christ. What is the word of Christ? It's his message. It's his whole life message from Genesis to Revelations. There's seven covenants through Scripture, but the two primary ones are the Abrahamic and what happened at the cross. And those tie in all the others. The, the, your faith comes by the word of Christ. It's the word about Jesus. And we only get 20, 30 minutes on a Sunday to panel beat our stubborn religious hearts back into order. We only get a short time of believing together, because that's one of the reasons you come to church, remember? We only get like these, okay, other than this, the, the, the songs are good, because we, we're agreeing in word. But we also need the preaching of the gospel. Man, I don't get it when people say, I've heard all this and I know all this, can't we move on? I don't get it. Because when I sit under those, I consider good teachers of the gospel, like, like uh, Rob and, 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 and Joseph Prince and, and uh, all those guys. When I, just, when I sit and listen to the, Rob, when we went away during the year, he preached two sessions just on the simplicity of the gospel. And I sat there and I went, oh, I love this. I love it. I love it. Hit me again. Hit, pedal beat my stubborn religious heart again. But I can't relate to people who go, oh, no, not again. Do we really have to hear about the goodness of God again? Do we really have to hear about Jesus' performance and not our performance? I mean, come on, you know, we've covered all that stuff. The Bible says, don't let these words go from your lips. Don't, don't stop talking about it. Don't stop preaching it. Don't stop praying it. Don't stop meditating it. Don't stop incubating it. Don't stop letting it brew in your spirit over and over and over again. Because listen, there's a lot of other stuff. When we walk out these doors, there's a lot of other stuff that's going to get a hold of our thinking. There's a whole lot of other stuff that's going to rip into our belief systems. It's like watching the rugby yesterday. The whole country, for, for 80 minutes, just turned their minds away from all the stuff and said, come on, Boca, you can do it, you can do it. Except for the few arbitrary other supporters in our midst, which Bill will speak to afterwards. But there was, yeah, and that's what should happen on a Sunday. We only got this 90 minutes. It's 10 minutes longer than a rugby game. We only got, I heard that thought. Someone said, how come it feels four times longer? I rebuke that thought. It's only 10 minutes longer than a rugby minute. And that's the time we've got collectively to come back into a common belief to love one another and to share the vision. Can you say amen? amen. Can you say amen? Praise God. Praise God.